Hello, welcome to Attack of the Podcast. My name is Monday Ogwojo Ogwe. Today, Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. The title today on the motivational and inspirational stories for the marketplace, the School of the Holy Spirit, 51 of 52, part 39. The last was from an old dying man, 40 telltale signs old apostle Peter highlighted to help us identify and avoid false teachers, prophets, bishops, apostles, deacons, Christians, and instructions to be aware and avoid them like a plague. Plus, how to cancel self and others on the issue of fruits of the Holy Spirit, hypocrisy, and homosexuality. homosexuality. Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. Before we begin, let us pray and have this section or hand this section over to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for dying for us, for giving us access to the Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, our comforter, our helper, our advisor, our strengthener who comforts us we appreciate you thank you heavenly father for you are all in all for us without you we can do nothing and we are absolutely nothing in you we live we move and we have our being the scripture says you're you fill the whole earth there's nowhere we can run to that you're not present it says you made the earth your footstool. Who are we, O oh Lord God, that you are mindful of us? That he even consider us. You made us a little bit lower than the angels. And you crowned us with glory and honor. The word says that we are seated in heavenly places far above principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the gift of access to your throne of mercy any day, any time, facing any direction. It does not matter. And Lord, we thank you for helping us to glean into your design for us, for this world, and for eternity. To you be all the praise and honor in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, as I uh, begin this session, I ask you, Spirit of the Living God, that you take charge of this session. Cause me to be diminished and you be exalted. Cause my voice to be heard. Cause your voice to be heard through mine. With the intent that as this word goes out, it will bring back a testimony of life lives of your people. It will be in for restoration, healing, deliverance, expansions to their spirit, their soul, and their bodies with the intent that you'll be able to walk with them and walk through them in these times and seasons in the name of Jesus Christ. Actually, that they will begin to be and be transformed 
into the image and likeness of your son. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we we'll pray. Yes, so friends, we bring you today's series of otakada.org weekly motivational stories equipping Christians in the marketplace. We must remember always that we are ambassadors of Christ in this earthly realm. We can get these facts out in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. At Otakada, we bring you over 2 million contents for all-round success for your spirit, soul, and your body, all in one place. Okay, check this out in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, 2 Timothy 1, 7, and Hebrews 4, 12. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Amplified Bible, it reads, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, that is, separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and damaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose. May your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and found, be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Together with you, we're building massive spiritual temples in people's hearts for the Spirit of God to dwell in and operate through with ease in these times and seasons. So stay with us and build with us. We'll check these facts out in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 17, Leviticus 26, 12, Jeremiah 32, 38, Ezekiel 37, 27, 2 Corinthians 6, 16, and 1 John 4, 4. If you missed the last two series for Sunday and Wednesday, you can find them here in the last folders respectively. The School of the Holy Spirit 50 or 52, what is the greatest quest in the kingdom of God? Find out what it is and why from the story of a young man who Apostle John converted after his release from the Isle of Patmos and the bishop who was to disciple the young man plus how to cancel self and others on issues of enemies, envy and jealousy. And then um, last week, uh, weekly motivational and inspirational stories for the marketplace, the school of the Holy Spirit, 49 of 52, by 37. The last words from an old dying man are critically important to the extent that we need to pay attention by reading, listening, learning, and applying them as situation demands of us. Faith cannot stand alone. But find out why and what is required in today's post was how to cancel self and others concerning matters of deception and dishonesty. So good evening friends, today we are exploring the school of the Holy Spirit 51 of 52 part 39. The last words from an old dying man, 40 telltale signs, old apostle Peter highlighted to help us identify and avoid false teachers, prophets, bishops, apostles, deacons, Christians, and instructions to beware and avoid them like a plague. How to cancel self and others on the issue of fruits of the Holy Spirit, hypocrisy, and homosexuality. Brethren, last year, last week, we explored Peter's last letters to the churches. Today, we continue with that later, focusing on falsehood and the like. Jesus, John, Jude, and Paul explored this matter of the danger of falsehood in the body of Christ. It was prevalent then and even much more now. So then knows if he can't beat them, the Christians, then certainly he can join them, the Christians. I can assure you with a descending spirit, he has his spirit planted in, its agents planted in many gardens, and will do anything and everything to sow the seed of falsehood, half-truths in our midst. 
Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 to 15. And I read, How does Amplify Bible Classic Edition? And it is no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So it's not surprising if his servants also masquerade as ministers of righteousness. But their end will correspond with their deeds. We see structures with a massive cross on or in them. We go in there to worship, letting our guards down. Before we could say Jack Robinson, we are drunk with a pollution and hypocritical spirit resident in those gatherings that it could take a whole year of detoxification to get us back into the image and likeness of Jesus. That is, if we even had one before. The fact of the matter is, we become the company we keep. We drink from the same polluted spiritual cup, and the foundation be destroyed. What really can the righteous do other than to address where the root went wrong? In our day and age, we are seeing the church splitting over the question of homosexuality. In God's house, for God's sake. And we see the churches split on very clear issues that are written in black and white in our Bibles. And we ask ourselves, where on earth did we, the Christians in this generation, get it wrong? It is imperative that we are aware, take stock, and take proactive action because everyone will give account of themselves to Almighty God as no one will have the opportunity to blame the church or the pastor or the bishop or the denomination we went to during our pilgrimage here on earth. Hear from these three witnesses here on earth concerning final judgment and the need for personal accountability. As Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 to 37, Amplify Bible Classic Edition, and I read what I tell you. On the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idle, inappropriate, non-working word they speak. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. Peter said in 1 Peter 4.5, Amplified Bible Classic Edition, but they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge and pass sentence on the living and the dead. Paul said in Romans 14.12, and I read Amplified Bible Classic Edition, and so each of us shall give an account of himself, give an answer in reference to judgment to God. We need to pay attention to 40 telltale signs Peter highlighted in his last letters that the churches has written in 2 Peter chapter 2. I found 40 telltale signs which I will list out at the end of the next text under comments. You should read this later yourself. Hopefully you might find 20 or 30 of 50 signs of falsehood. I encourage you to open yourselves up so that the Holy Spirit can bring insights, convictions, and obedient actions that honor and glorifies God our Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin reading the next text now. Second Peter chapter 2, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. But also in those days, there arose false prophets among the people. Just as there will be false prophets among yourselves who will subtly and stealthily introduce heretical doctrines, destructive heresies, even denying and disowning the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their immoral ways and lascivious doings. Because of them, the true way will be maligned and defamed. 
and in their covetousness, lust, greed, they will exploit you with false corning arguments. From of old, the sentences of condemnation for them has not been idle. Their destruction, eternal misery, has not been asleep. For God did not even spare angels that sinned but cast them into hell, delivering them to be kept there in peace of gloom till the judgment and their doom. And he spared not the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven other persons when he brought a flood upon the world of ungodly people. And he condemned to ruin and extinction the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, reducing them to ashes, and thus set them forth as an example to those who will be ungodly. And he rescued righteous Lord, greatly worn out and distressed by the wanton ways of ungodly and lawless. For that just man, living there among them, tortured his righteous soul every day with what he saw and heard of the unlawful wicked deeds. Now if all these things are true, then be sure, the Lord knows how to rescue the godly out of temptations and trials, and how to keep the ungodly under chastisement to the day of judgment and doom, and particularly those who walk after the flesh and indulge in the loss of polluting passion and scorn and despise authority, presumptuous and daring, self-willed and self-loving creatures, discovered and reviled dignitaries, glorious ones without trembling, whereas even angels, though superior in might and power, do not bring a defaming charge against them before the Lord. But these people, like unreasoning beasts, mere creatures of instinct, born only to be captured and destroyed, really not all at things of which they are ignorant, they shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and their destroying they shall surely be destroyed. Being destined to receive punishment as the reward of their unrighteousness, suffering wrong as a hair for their wrongdoing. They count it a delight to revel in the daylight, daytime, living luxuriously and delicately. They are blood plots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions and carousing together, even as they feast with you. They have eyes full of harlotry, insatiable for, insatiable for sin. They beguile and bait and lure away unstable souls. Their hearts are trained in covetousness, lost greed. They are children of a cause, exposed to cousin, forsaking the straight road they have gone astray. They have followed the way of Balaam, the son of Baal, who loved the reward of wickedness, but he was rebuked for his own transgression. When a dumb beast of burden spoke with human voice and checked the prophet's madness, these are springs without water, mist driven along before a tempest, for whom is reserved forever the gloom of darkness. For uttering loud boasts of folly, they beguile and law with lustful desires of the flesh those who are barely escaping from them who are wrongdoers. They promise them liberty when they themselves are the slaves of depravity and defilement. For by whatever anyone is made inferior, worse or is overcome, to that person or thing he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the full personal knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they again become entangled in them and overcome. Their last condition is worse for them than the first. For never 
to have obtained the full personal knowledge of the way of righteousness would have been better for them than having obtained such knowledge to turn back from the holy commandment which was verbally delivered to them. There has befallen them the thing spoken of in a true proverb, the dog back, back to his own vomit, and his soul is washed, only to wallow again in the mirror. Comments here under four telltale signs I found. Number one, they cleverly tell lies about God. We must explore the scripture for ourselves. Don't drink everything you hear or read that is said about God. Find out through diligent study of scripture. Number two, they turn against God. Number three, they will disown Christ as part of Trinity. Number four, they will fill still silly, introduce heretical doctrines. Number five, they will end terribly. Number six, many will follow their teaching on sex and sexuality which are against God, God's ordained pattern. Number seven, people will scoff at Christ because of these types of teachers. Things that are morally wrong are practiced. Number eight, greedy. They will tell you anything to get hold of your money. Number nine, their fall will be like the fallen angels, hellbound chained on the judgment day. Number 10, their end like those who got wiped out during the flood. Number 11, they will be like people of Sodom and Gomorrah, practicing lifestyles of that old sinful city. Number 12, God will continue to punish them even before judgment day. Number 13, they have evil, lustful thoughts. Number 14, they are proud. 15, they are willful. willful. Number 16, they are without good work, especially to the less privileged, but all about themselves. Number 17, they despise spiritual authority. Number 18, they call hell and brimstone on the devil. Number 19, they act foolishly. Animals are better than them. Number 20, they follow in their feelings. Number 21, they will be destroyed along with demons and powers of hell. Number 22, they live in evil pleasures day after day without a second thought that their actions are wrong. Number 23, they are stained and a disgrace among brethren. Number 24, they shamefully join in holy communion without shame. 25, they run after women and commit adultery without a second thought. Number 26, fornication is a way of life for them with anyone and everyone who are unstable spiritually and emotionally. 27, they train themselves to be greedy. Number 28, they are lost like Bela son of God because they are in love with money. 29. They promise so much but deliver nothing. They overpromise and underdeliver. 30. They are unstable and unpredictable. One minute they are like this, the next minute they are something else. 31. They are boastful about their sense of conquest. 32. They use loss as bait to draw people in, back into sin from where they just escaped. 33. They tell you, you are not saved by being good. 34, they tell you, be bad. 35, they tell you, do whatever you like. 36, they tell you, be free. 37, they offer you freedom from the law of God. 38, they are slaves to sin and destruction. 39, you cannot differentiate them from pagan. 40, they go back to their vomit. Peter, in highlighting these issues, was not judging the church, but the chaff. The angel of darkness, masquerading as the angel of light net to be exposed to prevent many from falling out of the way. He wrote in 1 Peter 4, 17, Amplified Bible, Classical Edition, For the time has arrived, 
for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not respect and believe or obey the good news, the gospel of God? Jesus said in Matthew 7 verse 1 that we should not judge, but in verse 15 to 23, he told us to beware. Read this account here as we conclude this part. Pray that as we become aware, we take personal accountability for our eternity. Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 23. Beware false prophets who come to you distressed as sheep but dressed as sheep. But instead they are devouring wolves. They will fully recognize them by their fruits. You will fully recognize them by their fruits. Do people pick grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, every healthy sound bears good fruit, worthy of admiration. But the sickly, decaying, worthless tree bears bad, worthless fruit. A good, healthy tree cannot bear bad, worthless fruit. Nor can a bad, diseased tree bear excellent fruit, worthy of admiration. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Therefore, you will fully know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? And then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. May the Lord bless the reading of this word. May we become aware of our environment so that we can reposition ourselves relative to the eternity to eternity in jesus name amen now let's explore how to cancel self and others on the issue of fruit of the holy spirit hypocrisy and homosexuality fruit of the holy spirit spiritual food comes through the holy spirit it is a fruit okay the fruit of the holy spirit refers to the nature of the spirit revealed in the life of the believers spiritual qualities which should be evident in the lives of all Christians. Spiritual fruit comes through the Holy Spirit. It is the fruit of the Spirit, not the... F- it is the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of self-effort. Developing spiritual fruit is continuing work of the Holy Spirit in your life as a believer to conform you to the image of Christ. Like fruit in the natural world, you must continue to cultivate it. Spiritual fruit is evidence of spiritual maturity. Like fruit in the natural world, spiritual fruit, fruit, it is a product resulting from the process of life. It is Christian character that is manifested in both personal and social conduct and is evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Just as fruit takes time to develop in the natural world, spiritual fruit also takes time to develop. It is a product of growth in the life of the Spirit. It, not, it is not an overnight uh, uh, flash. You are chosen to bear fruit. Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. John 15, 16, verse 16. Jesus placed great emphasis on fruit bearing. Read the parable of the vineyard that did not yield fruit in Luke chapter 13, verse 6 to 9, and the fig tree which had no fruit in Matthew 21, 18 to 19. The fruit of the Holy Spirit consists of these qualities, love and emotion of deep affection, care, <coughs> sorry there, care and concern, and unconditional giving of self to others. 
joy, a quality of gladness, delight, and jubilance. Happiness depends on the world around you in your circumstances. Joy originates with the Spirit of God and is not dependent upon what is going on in the world or your outward circumstances. Peace, a condition of quiet, calm, tranquility, and harmony. Peace is the absence of strife, anxiety, and concern. Long-suffering is a quality of patience, the ability to cheerfully bear an unbearable situation patiently endure. Gentleness is a quality of having a mild manner that is not severe, violent, or loud. It is a quiet and respectful kindness. Goodness, which is, a, which is demonstrated through holiness and righteousness. Faith is strong confidence in God, which is manifested through a lifestyle of godly works. Meekness, which is controlled strength. Temperance, which is self-control, moderation in emotions, thoughts, and actions. Developing the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus used the term fruit of the Spirit as a natural parallel of the spiritual truth. Certain conditions are necessary to produce fruit in the natural world that are symbolic of things necessary for production of spiritual fruit. In the natural world, as well as the spiritual realm, specific conditions are necessary to assure growth. These include life. Just as life in the natural world comes through seed, life in the spiritual world comes through the seed of Jesus Christ. Genesis 3.15 Water. Water is necessary to produce fruit in the natural world, and water of the Holy Spirit is necessary to produce fruit in the spirit world. It quenches your spiritual tests and brings spiritual growth. John chapter 7 verse 38 to 39 and Isaiah 44 verse 3. Light. It is it its response, it is response to light that stimulates growth in the natural fruit-bearing process. It is a response to the light of God's word that produces the fruit of the Spirit. 1 John 1, 5-7 Air Carbon dioxide is driven in by a plant from the air which surrounds it and is necessary for growth and fruit production. The word of God compares the Holy Spirit to air or wind. John 3, 8 the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing across your life is much like the wind in the natural world. It scatters the seed of the Word of God, separates the wheat from the chaff in your spiritual life, and fans the dying coals of your spiritual zeal to set you ablaze for God. Space. In Matthew 13, 13 the parable of the sower, competition for space shocked out some plants. The believer who develops spiritual fruit will develop, discover he must be set apart from the competition of weeds of the world. Matthew chapter 13 verse 22 and Romans 12 verse 2. Roots. Roots are necessary to anchor and supply nutrients to the plant. Psalms chapter explains how to develop the root system in your spiritual life. Rest. Dormancy. Rest occupies a specific season in the natural growth cycle of plants. Dormancy is a period during which the plant may appear to be dead because there is no growth. Dormancy usually occurs right before a period of very rapid growth. One of the purposes of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to bring spiritual rest and refreshing. This spiritual refreshment results in rapid growth of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 28, 11-12, you find that count there. Soil. Both in the natural and spiritual worlds, in order to produce fruit, the ground must be properly prepared. The parable of the soil in Matthew 13, it was the condition of the soil that affected the growth of the seed. Your heart is like soil in the natural world. 
If your heart is hard and filled with things of the world that choke out the word of God, you will not bear spiritual fruit. Hosea 10, 12. Death. Every time you plant a seed to produce fruit, it does not come to life unless it dies first. John chapter 12, verse 34, 24. 1 Corinthians 15, 36. Spiritual life depends on death to the things of the world. It requires death to sin. What the desires and pleasures dead to the world results in the development of the fruit of Christ-likeness in your life. Attachment to the vine. In order to bear fruit in the natural world, a branch must be attached to the main plant. If the branch is broken off from the main life-giving vine, it will not bear fruit. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. In order to bear spiritual fruit, we must maintain our relationship to him. John chapter 15 verse 1 to 5. Pruning. Pruning is necessary in the natural world if a plant is to remain productive and bear fruit. When a farmer prunes a plant, he cuts off the unproductive branches in order to make the plant produce more fruit. He removes everything which would hinder the growth of the plant. Pruning is also necessary in the spiritual world. Spiritual pruning is correction by God. The Bible also calls it chastisement. When God prunes, He removes from your life everything which would hinder your spiritual growth. This process is necessary if you are to bear spiritual fruit. John 15, verse 2. Climate. Climate is important in developing good fruit. In the natural world, many types of fruit are developed in environments that are specifically controlled. They are grown in buildings called hot houses, hot houses at specific temperatures. They are protected from the real environment of the outside world. If you take a hot house plant and move it outside, it will soon die because it has lived only in a controlled environment and it cannot withstand the environment of the real world. Spiritually speaking, we do not want hot house Christians who look good in controlled settings but wilt on contact with the real world. Spiritual fruit should be just as evident in your contact with the world as in controlled setting of Christ's friends and the church. Dealing with the fruit of the Spirit analyze your life. Which manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit are apparent, which are lacking, which need to be strengthened? Rely on the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. The fruit of the Spirit does not develop through self-effort. It develops from the resident power of the Holy Spirit within you. The Holy Spirit works with you by convicting you, convicting you when you violate scriptural principles that will impede your spiritual growth. Provide a proper environment for spiritual growth. Review the conditions for developing a spiritual fruit in the preceding section and make sure you are providing a proper environment for fruit bearing. Remember that fruit bearing is a process. The natural world as well as the spiritual world fruit develops over time with proper care. Do not become discouraged if you don't always seem to manifest the spiritual qualities of the Holy Spirit in challenging situations. Ask God for forgiveness when you fail. And then ask him to strengthen you in the areas in which you were weak. What God's word says about the fruit of the Spirit. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, streams of water which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prosper some. Psalms 1 3. The fruit of righteousness is a fruit, the tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Proverbs 11 30. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Matthew 3 8. Even so, every good tree bears good fruits, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire. 
thereby by their fruits. You will know them. Matthew 7, 17 to 20. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Matthew 12, 33. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, wretches, riches, and pleasures. And they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Luke 8, 14 to 15. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it, and if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that you can cut it down. That is Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. And uh, we read the account in John chapter 15, verse 1 to 6. John chapter 15, verse 15 to 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, uh, all the way to um, 26. Uh, so I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. But the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, feats of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. These who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. <coughs> Sorry there. And Galatians 6, 7 and 8. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Um, then uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 10. For, if you once, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of life consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord, Ephesians 5, 8 to 10. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of leave that confesses name, uh, Hebrews 13, 5. Let's look at hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is the claim or pretense of holding standards, beliefs, qualities, opinions, virtues, and behaviors that are one that is not actually and behaviors that one does not actually possess. 
In the biblical sense, a hypocrite confesses and claims salvation and spiritual maturity when they are actually void of these qualities. Some versions of the Bible translate hypocrite as godless person. A hypocrite is one who acts a false part, makes a false profession, and is a deceiver, imposter, and cheater. Facts about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is instigated by Satan. The word describes Satan as a liar. And that is exactly what hypocrites do. They lie and deceive. First Timothy 4 2 speaks of de- deceiving spirits. And that's what operates in lies of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is sinful. Because lies and deceit are condemned by God, they are sinful. There are hypocrites in every realm of life. Just as you would not judge all businessmen by one dishonored businessman, do not judge true believers by what you see in the life of a hypocrite. Jesus taught against hypocrisy. He condemned the Pharisees who were the religious leaders of the day for their hypocrisy. See Matthew 6, 26 and Matthew 23, 13-32. Hypocrites are legalists. 1 Timothy 4.3 states that hypocrites forbid people to marry and other them to abstain from certain foods. They demand of others what they themselves do not adhere to. Matthew 23, 2-3. Hypocrites are critical. Jesus described them as being concerned over a speck of sawdust in the eyes of others while ignoring the plank in their own eyes. Matthew 7, 3-5. Their worship is in vain. Jesus said that hypocrites honor him with their speech but their hearts are far from him, so their worship is in vain. Matthew 15, 79. Hypocrites look good on the outside. By outward appearance, you might think they are true believers, but they are not. Luke 11, 39-44. Hypocrites teach demonic doctrines. According to 1 Timothy 4, 3, deceiving spirits and things taught by demons cause people to abandon the faith. Dealing with hypocrisy, ask God to forgive you if you have been living a hypocritical life. Hypocrisy is sin, and as all sin, must be confessed and forgiven. Study the word. You must separate yourself uh, from hypocrites. Do not make hypocrisy your close friend because you become like those with them you associate. Proverbs 22:24. Do not sit under the teaching of hypocrites. If the lifestyle of your minister, teacher, or spiritual leader does not line up with the confession, do not continue to sit under their teaching. It is deception, deceptive. I will cause you to depart from the faith. You can read that from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. What God says about hypocrisy. Uh, it says, What is the hope of the hypocrite, though he may gain much if God takes away his life? Job 27 8. Hypocrites with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But true knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Proverbs 11 9. You can read also Matthew chapter 6, verse 2 to 3. Okay, where it talks about, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the street, to be honored by men. And uh, you could finish up that reading. Also in Matthew 7, 3 to 5, talks about why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay attention to, and pay no attention to the blank in your own eye. You can read that all the way to uh, verse 5. Okay, and then uh, Matthew 15, 79. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are about rules taught by men. Then uh, Matthew 23, 2-3 says, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must obey them and do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. 
And uh, you can also get a full account of Matthew 23, verses 13 to 32. I'm not going to read that right now. And then uh, Mark 7, 6 to 8. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings, teachings are but rules taught by men. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the tradition of men. Luke chapter 11, 39-44 the Lord, the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and dish, but, it is, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But give what is inside the dish to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs. But you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. What to you Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. What to you, because you are like on graves, which men walk over without knowing it. As Luke chapter 11, 39 to 44. And Luke chapter 12, 56 read, Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? And in Luke chapter 20, 46 to 47, Beware of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and love to be greeted in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogue in the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished more severely. And uh, finally, we read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. This clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and thought things thought, taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscience have been seared as with a hot iron. Let's talk about homosexuality. What is homosexuality? Homosexuality is a sexual attraction and sexual intimacy with the same sex men with men, women with women. The term homosexual is, is used to denote men who engage in such practices. The term lesbian is used for females. In some cultures, homosexuals are also referred to as being gay. Later terms are transvestite, one who wears clothing of the opposite sex for sexual gratification, and transsexuals, people who claim to be of the opposite sex and sometimes seek surgery and hormone therapy in order to become so. Facts about homosexuality. In the past, homosexuality was viewed by most people as being abnormal. In many nations now, the trend is towards acceptance. But the attitude of people and society is not the important issue. What God says about homosexuality has not changed. Forever, O oh Lord, the word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119, verse 89. Homosexuality is sin. Romans chapter 1 explains how homosexuality develops. It is not learned behavior and you were not born that way. Neither do you become that way because of your environment. We are all born with a basic sin nature and homosexuality is one manifestation of sin. As with all sins, forgiveness from God must be sought by one engaging in such activities. Homosexuality is classified as fornication in the Bible. Fornication is sexual intercourse between people who are not married according to biblical definition of marriage, which is the one man with one woman. Any form of sexual activity outside of marriage is considered fornication by the Bible. 
Homosexuality is just one of the sexual sins that are called fornication. Jesus condemned fornication. In Matthew 19, 1-8, Jesus condemned any sinful situation, sexual relationships outside of marriage, which includes homosexuality. The established order was to be one man married to and engaging in sex with one woman for life. Homosexuality is departure from God's established order for the sexes. The book of Job condemns strange flesh. It describes how certain men in the church have gone after strange flesh, which means another flesh with the same quality. A so-called gay or homosexual church is not part of the true church because they are not teaching and living by the mandates of God's word. A practicing homosexual who refuses to repent is not a Christian. If a practicing homosexual, you are sinning according to God's word. As with any sin and other acts of fornication, a true believer can be tempted and drawn into this sin through his loss. But as with all regressions into evil, you must seek forgiveness and extricate yourself immediately from the sinful lifestyle. A person who claims to be bisexual, desiring and having relations with both men and women, is committing fornication according to the word of God. Homosexuality as all sin, will be judged by God. The good news is that you can be forgiven and escape this judgment. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral or idolaters or adulterers, nor male prostitutes or homosexuals, nor thieves or nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. That is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9-11 to You can be set free from homosexuality. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 You can overcome homosexual temptation. No temptation has seized you except that is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. When you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So how do we deal with homosexuality? Do not reject a relative or friend. If you are practicing homosexual lesbian, continue to love and pray for them, just as you would someone who is unsaved and bound by drugs, prostitution, or that immoral conduct. Condemn the sin, not the sinner. You must, however, make a firm scriptural stand when questioned. If you are homosexual or lesbian seeking help, the first step is to agree with what God says about it. It is sin, it is not learned behavior, and you were not born that way. Ask God for forgiveness. Homosexuality is sin, and as with any sin, it must be confessed and forgiven. If you are not a born-again believer, accepting Christ as your Savior is the first step towards eliminating homosexuality. If you are a believer who has been tempted or committed homosexual acts, ask God for forgiveness in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8-9. to Pray for a prayer of deliverance. Ask God to deliver you from homosexuality and restore a healthy, God-given sexual desire. Do not associate with practicing homosexuals. Seek friends who are not involved in or sympathetic towards a homosexual lifestyle. Do a spiritual house cleaning. If you have any music, videos, pictures, literature, or clothing that promotes homosexuality, get rid of it. If you are a member of a gay group, resign. Remove any homosexual sites from your internet links. 
renew your mind and keep your new commitment through the word of God, prayer and affiliation with the Bible believing church. Know that you will be tempted again so that will return to tempt you. But you can be assured on the basis of God's word that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. If God is faithful, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. When Satan comes with temptation, take control of your mind immediately. Submit yourself to God. Rebuke Satan and he will depart. James 4, 7. Take the way of escape. What God's word says about homosexuality. They called to Lot. Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Genesis 19, 5-7. Uh, Leviticus 8, 22 reads, Do not lie with a man as one lies with a woman. That is detestable. Leviticus 20.13, if a man lies with a man as one lies with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable. Proverbs 5.21, if a man's ways are in full view of the Lord and he examines all, for a man's ways are full of full view, sorry there, for a man's ways are in full view of the Lord and he examines all his paths. Proverbs 5.21, the Lord the look on their faces testifies against them. They parade their skin, their sin like Sodom, a city that flaunted homosexuality. They do not hide it. Woe to them. They have brought disaster upon themselves. Isaiah 3.9 Because of this, God gave them over to shameful loss. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with loss for one another. Romans 1.26-27 in the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. So sin shall not be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Romans chapter 6, 11 to 14, and 22 to 23. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefits you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. First uh, Corinthians six nine to eleven. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor moral prostitutes, or homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. That's what some of you were, while you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of our Lord, of our God. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. Uh, and then 1 Corinthians 6, 13. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. 1 Corinthians 6, 18-19 Flee from sexual immorality. All, your, all, all the sins a man commits outside his body. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. And then uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 No temptation has seized you except that is common to man. You could read all of that. And uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. 
the old has gone, the new has come. Okay, and then Galatians 5, 19 to 20, the act of sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, Im, uh, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. And one yes I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And uh, you can also read Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, Ephesians 2, 1 to 5. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts, like the rest were by nature objects of wrath, but because of this great love for us, God, this great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace you have been saved. That's Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 5. And uh, uh, that's Ephesians 4, 22 to 24, Ephesians 5, 3. Okay, so but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality. Or of any kind of impurity of greed because of these are improper for God's holy people. Colossians 3 5 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, loss, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And in 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, 3 to 8 reads, It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you immorality. That each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate loss like the heathen who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. The Lord will punish men for all such sins, as we have already told you and warned you. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, he who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God who gives you his holy spirit and in hebrews 2 18 because he himself suffered when he was tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted and then hebrews chapter 4 14 16 therefore since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heaven jesus the son of god let us hold firmly to the faith we profess for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet was our sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And then finally, 1 John 3 says, No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin is either seen him or known him. Let us pray. Father, thank you for helping us to build our intimate needs of significance, self-worth, and security on you. Lord Jesus, you are the mighty counselor, the everlasting Father, the King of kings and the Lord of laws. You have commanded us to be your ambassadors and to represent you correctly. Lord, we pray that you will equip us through this sub-series to be all that you have called us to be and to do in Jesus' name. Give us a teachable heart, the lens applied to ourselves first and to others, Lord God. We pray that as a result of our effectiveness, more souls will be added to the kingdom. The backsliding will be restored to the glory of your name. We present to you t uh, the title we treated today, The Last Soul from an Old Dying Man, 40 Telltale Signs Old Apostle Peter highlighted to help us identify and avoid false teachers, prophets, bishops, apostles, deacons, Christians, and instruments, instructions to beware and avoid them like a plague, plus how to cancel self and others on the issue of 
the fruit of the Holy Spirit, hypocrisy, and homosexuality. Thank you for this message. We commit to be discerning concerning the times and season as we race towards the end, ensuring that we will not fall along the way as a result of bad company in the name of Jesus Christ. Grant us grace as we are willing to flee such associations in the name of Jesus Christ. Lead us into associations, fellowships, relationships that will fire us up to the image and likeness of your Son, Lord God. Concerning the issue of fruits of the Holy Spirit, cause our lives to match up with our confession and conviction in you, Lord Jesus Christ. We shun every appearance of evil in us, around us, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, concerning the issues of hypocrisy and homosexuality, make us adept to help those who want to be helped. If we are guilty in any of these ways, Lord, we repent wholeheartedly today. Forgive us as we confess that we abandon those evil ways that are contrary to Christian doctrine in Jesus' name. Dear God, we know that you are looking for people who are loyal, faithful, and humble to walk through and walk with. Make, may you find us in so doing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Continue to pray for the thousands of visitors to our sites day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out, that they will encounter you, Lord Jesus, in a brand new way that will lead to lasting transformations, Lord God. Thank you for we know you will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we are, can even ask or think according to your sovereign will for these times and season in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I have questions. Um, on any subject we want to attack at our world, uh, provide us information for you, or you just shoot us an email. My name again is Monday Ogwajo Ogbe e Discipleship at otakada.org. And uh, experience all round success this week and beyond as you are led by your closest friend, the Holy Spirit. My number is plus one three zero two two six eight six three one three and two three four plus two three four. 803-283-5348 Email info at otakada.org Shalom